Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, I want to talk about financial literacy. I want to talk about money and how we parent our kids around money and the conversations that we have around money, because it really, we're teaching all the time. And the ways that we talk about money and think about money or argue about money um, are moments that we're actually really teaching our children and they're building their belief system around money as we do that. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So I'm going to tie this into a conversation about financial literacy, but also um, I'm going to pull in the conversation about having an allowance, which is something I get asked about a lot as to whether I think that's a good idea. So let's start with a few really important concepts. How we talk about money, the things we say about money are really important because we're constantly teaching our children all the time. Every time we, we teach by example. Um, so if we're you know in the store and we're like, oh, we can't have that. We don't have any money or we don't have enough money for that. Um, and those messages are said all the time. Now we're adults and we know we, we certainly have enough money for certain things, just maybe not that, or maybe not that right now. But when we use a very big sort of sweeping statement around that we don't have enough money, kids are very literal and they hear that and they go, oh my God, we don't have enough money. Um, and they worry about it and they think about it. And that's, that's part of what they think about when they go to bed at night. And we just sort of say it as a one-off, but kids can take us very literally sometimes. The other part of that is if we're constantly saying that, if we say that all the time, then that's a belief system that we're sort of downloading into our children's belief that, that we sort of operate in this um, level of scarcity. Now, even if you're a family um, who really doesn't have a lot of money, you really just have enough to kind of get by, um, even using that scarcity language uh, in those moments is, is something that's really teaching your kids um, you know, so, to function with. So even just flipping that a little bit and being, well, we have to be really careful with our money and we have it set aside for this and this and this, but we have so much of this, right? And talk about, you know, you've got this nice apartment or we have lots of love in our family. We have lots of, so, so using that language to talk about what you have a lot of is really, really important. Even if you're in a situation where you don't have a lot of material things, and money is really, really tight. Talk about where you do have abundance. That's actually a really important thing for kids. Um, the secondary messaging there, which is really important, and this is regardless if you have a lot of money or a little money, um, when you talk about money uh, being something that's going to create happiness, that you'll, you'll, you know, you need that to be happy. That's a big piece of teaching for kids, right? And the truth is that no thing, no car, no house, no thing that you think you're going to buy is actually going to give you happiness. What's going to give you happiness is connection, good self-esteem, you know, good mental health, good social health, and, and then wealth. And those things can come from that and you can really enjoy them, but that's not going to give you happiness, right? So we, I think we sort of have it backwards. We think that success and having a lot of stuff makes us happy, but I actually think it's the other way around that when you're really happy, 
that's how you get more stuff if you care about it at all. Um, and I think those are really important messages for kids because it really helps um, the conversation around that scarcity mindset. So really to be thinking about the, the emotional programming, um, some of our attitudes around money and the way that we talk about money. And maybe go back and think like as a kid, how did your parents talk about money? And there's lots of beliefs about money. There's beliefs that you're not successful and people aren't going to respect you if you don't have money. The, some families have the belief that all oh, rich people are horrible and you can't be a good person and be rich, you know, the filthy rich. Um, sometimes there's a belief around, oh, those, are, you know, that's for other people. That's not for us. That, that, they're a whole different kind of person that can have that kind of money. That will never be us. And so we just want to think about what, what kind of um, beliefs did we grow up with? Well, how did we hear our parents talk about money and how has it shaped our beliefs about money today? Um, because we really are teaching our kids all the time. So now I want to come into the conversation of allowance, because this is where you can really teach kids a lot about money. So people ask me, you know, how I feel about allowance. And I actually think it's a really good idea. And I think it's a fantastic opportunity to teach kids about saving, about sharing, about planning, about impulse control, and about money itself. So I do think allowance is important. Um, now, a lot of families think, well, why should I give my kid an allowance um, for doing the things that they should do already? You know, they should be helping out. They should be taking the garbage out. They should be making the bed. Why should I have to pay them for that? So here's what I usually say to that. I, mostly we're paying for them anyways <laughs> to do that. We go to the store, we buy them something. We're out, we buy them something. We're always buying something anyway. You're already spending that money on them. Uh, but you're missing the opportunity to actually teach them about choices and about saving and about spending. And hmm, do I want to spend all my money on this? Or maybe I should save it for that. So you're missing out on those opportunities. So I think it's good to have an allowance that is a baseline. There's a certain amount and you can decide what that is. Obviously for younger kids, it's a much smaller amount. Um, you, you sort of decide what that is and they get that no matter what. Then you can have a maximum amount and they get extra money for you know, helping out, for um, doing an extra job. Maybe that's where you actually do want to give them their allowance for making their bed or doing the garbage or unloading the dishwasher, that, that type of thing. Then at the end of the week, when it's time to you know, collect your, your payday, um, if they only get the minimum amount and they're like, oh, why? And you're like, well, you know what? Because you could have done this and this and this, and then you'd have your maximum amount. So it's a really good opportunity to teach kids about choices. And to think about, hmm, maybe the next week I could do a little more effort and then put a little more effort in. And on Fridays, I get the maximum amount or almost the maximum amount. Um, one kid may get the maximum amount all the time and one, one may barely get. Um, but then you can have a conversation about choices and decisions that they're making along the way. The other thing that can be really helpful is to have your kids take some of that money and put a little bit of it away for savings take some of that money and put a little bit in for charity for something you're going to give to someone else or share with someone else. And then you have an amount that you can just spend on whatever you want. Now, the thing about allowance that's tricky is kids get allowance and then they're at the store and like, I don't want to use my allowance. Can you buy it for me? And then parents end up buying it for them or they lend them money. <laughs> and then that gets into a whole situation because they, you know, they end up owing so much money, you end up forgetting about it. It gets exhausting and they're not really learning any lessons except some maybe very dangerous lessons later about um, credit and borrowing. So have your kids spend their allowance. That's the whole point. So when you're at the mall or you're at the zoo, it's like, hey, you have your money. If you want that thing, 
you've got your money, you spend it and then don't help them out. Like let them spend it, let them feel what it's like to wait for something, to earn something and to really have that joy that when they've earned that thing, they can feel really good about having it. This is a really important lesson because some of the other lessons we teach about money, if we're just giving kids stuff all the time and they're never earning anything for it and they don't wait for it, we're actually teaching them lessons for later that, ah, you know what, you can just buy stuff now and worry about it later. That's a very dangerous um, financial belief actually for later on. And it's, you know, if this is happening over and over and over again, as children, children are growing up, um, there's a lot of learning there. And there's a lot of um, behaviors that need to be unlearned when they get older, if that's the way that it is for them. Um, another really helpful thing, you know, when you're going to the zoo or you're, um, you know, I don't know, out at an amusement park, give your kids physically the money, the cash. And I'll, I'll talk about physical cash in a second. Here it is. Keep it in your pocket. This is yours to spend for the day. I, we will, I'll spend money on food and maybe one of the snacks, but uh, you know, extra snacks or you know, souvenirs that you want to buy or games that you want to play. That comes out of the money that I gave you. And what's great about that is that's really wonderful for kids who bug and who want, can I have it? Can I have it? Please, please, please. When you actually physically give them the money and they have to make decisions all day about that. That's really good uh, teaching as well around finances and money and impulse control. So if they buy the first thing they see and then the rest of the day, they're saying, I want this. And you're like, well, you know what? It spent your money already. Next time, think about it. Like you can mirror, always, always mirror, right? Because that's a real thing. We struggle with that as adults. Um, and then say, but you know what? The next time we go somewhere, you're going to have to remember that. Like wait till the end of the day or write things down or put things in your mind that you really liked and then go back at the end of the day and get them. And that's a really good teaching as well for older kids, you know, for teenagers, what I used to do for my kids, is I'd give them a lump sum for six months. I'd give them a lump sum in September that would keep them till December. And then another lump sum in January. And that was their money that, you know, to buy everything like books, spending money, even, you know, winter coats and clothes and, uh, you know, fall clothes, things like that. And they would have to budget and be really, really careful with that money um, and, you know, and certainly that some of it was spent way early and that's where I had to be really strong and not help them out too much. Let them feel what it's like to spend all your money really early and struggle later. That's a really good life lesson for later. Obviously I'm not going to let them starve, but, um, let them feel that a little bit is really important. You know, if your kids have ADHD and they're super impulsive, they're going to, they're going to probably have a harder time with money and making those decisions. So you might not want to give them a whole lump sum. You might want to give them their week's allowance and then see how that goes. And maybe, you know, at the end of the week, they can't do a lot because they spent their money at the beginning of the week rather than on a, on a grander scale. But repeating those patterns is really good learning and it's really good teaching. Money can be really challenging. It can be really triggering. It can be really triggering for us. It can bring up a lot of childhood stuff for us. It's probably the number one thing that couples fight about. So really putting some thought and some energy into this, um, you know, sitting down as a couple and really getting in line with how you, you know, your money beliefs. If you're a single parent, just sitting down and really thinking about clearly the messaging that you want to be giving your kids and reflecting back on some of your own beliefs about money are really important. Um, and good luck with all this. This is a pretty big life lesson for kids. So thank you so much for listening today. You can go to connectedparenting.com for more information. We've got all kinds of services. We have our 
weekly village where parents meet together, support each other and get the um, guidance and support of connected parenting team members. It's a fantastic place to practice the mirroring technique and ask all your parenting questions. We've got our courses. Thanks so much. And I will see you on the next episode of Connected Parenting.